0: Hi there, and welcome to the Be a Better Guide podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Toner. Every day, we're working to bring together the world's most successful guides and tourism businesses to share best practices, learn from one another, and give travelers memories of a lifetime. Our Be a Better Guide podcast episodes are meant to be short, fun, and full of practical tips for running a successful tour. I'll share techniques and insider secrets to creating world class experiences and delivering above and beyond customer service. To see the original video versions of our episodes, simply go to beabetterguide.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find the quick links to our videos, any resources that we mention, and a comment section for each episode. To get exclusive access to our online workshops, latest training videos, resources, and more, join the Be A Better Guide community. We'd love to have you. To sign up, visit beabetterguide.com forward slash podcast and click join the community. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, do you ever feel like this? I'm not sure what to do with my hands. It'd be good just to hold them down by your side. Yeah, great. We were real happy with with what was going on. And uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, you got to be happy. Well, if you sometimes feel like Ricky Bobby, then we're here to help. Hi, Kelsey Toner here from Be A Better Guide, and in this video, we're talking about hand and arm gestures. Now, using these movements allow speakers to be more memorable, to communicate more effectively, and of course, build a greater connection with your audience. Studies consistently show that speakers that use hand gestures have their audiences, remember up to twice as much as what they're saying. Another very interesting study done by the science people reviewed all of the most popular TED Talks and all of the least popular TED Talks. And after reviewing thousands and thousands of hours of video footage, they found that the least popular TED Talks used an average of 272 hand gestures over the course of 18 minutes. The most popular almost double 465 hand gestures as an average and this is from hundreds of different speakers and different topics coincidence we think not so if you want to tap into the power of effective hand gestures as a tour guide stay tuned well first and foremost we've got to find our base posture now if you're like Ricky Bobby off the top and you're not quite sure what to do with your hands you might be wondering well how can I do a hand gesture? I don't even know where I'm starting from. So this exercise is for you. What I'd like you to do is look up into the sky, straight above you, raise your hands up and do a nice big stretch. Reach as high as you can and then let your arms fall just naturally. Now, look down at your hands and this is your base posture. While it may not feel the most comfortable, it actually is gonna appear the most natural to your audiences. And oftentimes this is just naturally where our arms want to lay. So when we're thinking about hand gestures, we want to be starting from and then returning to this base posture. Our second tip is to stay inside your box. Now you might be wondering, well what box are you talking about? Well we're going to draw an imaginary box together. It starts from about your shoulders and goes down to the bottom of your waist, just about belly button. And it extends out, oh just about to your wrists. And so the vast majority of your gestures and hand movements should be within this imaginary box. If you review the most popular TED talks of all time, most of their gestures are falling within this box. If you go um, above it or in front of your face or something sometimes too low. This often comes across as out of control uh, and just distracting. Now, every rule can be broken, and sometimes we want to go outside of this box, maybe for exaggeration, or if we want to use humor and be a little bit wild in our motions, like there was an explosion or something like this. But just know, for the most part, we want to be keeping our gestures inside of that box. So now let's look at four important types of gestures that every tour guide should have in their toolbox. The first is the give, and it looks very much like this. Your options for today's lunch are the chicken or the beef. As you can see, the motion is folding the hands open like this, palm facing upward. Now this is great because it is offering information or offering choices, right? Now it can be used during a list that we want to tell them this, but then we're also going to tell them this and tell them this. So as tour guides, we're always communicating information and stories and interesting facts and figures. So you'll probably be using the give quite a bit. Another type of gesture you'll want to use is called the mime. So great storytellers will often act out the verbs that they're using when telling their stories and in their sentences. So a simple example might be when Michelangelo was carving the statue of the David, every day he went out and chipped and polished and chipped and polished and chipped and polished for a hundred days until it was perfect. Or after killing the king, the assassin ran along the ramparts of the castle and dove into the moat never to be seen again. So as you can see, we're reinforcing our verbal communication with nonverbal communication. Another type of gesture we'll want to use is called the show. Now this is a large category of gestures where essentially we're trying to visually represent the idea that we're saying. A couple simple examples would be "Mm, just a little bit left. We'll often do that sign. We might say there are four big choices we have to make in our life or the president had two daughters anytime we can represent a number with our hands or fingers we'll often want to do that we might say something like there are three sizes small medium and large or it was a big problem or "Um, i felt so sad you know we often touch this sort of part and we demonstrate that feeling or that sadness so as you can see we're not acting out the verb so much as creatively representing what we're saying and one final type of gesture you'll want to use is called the chop now this is used to deliver a strong message or add emphasis to certain parts of your story and basically it looks just like this the prince only had one thing that he needed to do right you can chop with one hand you can chop with two hands sometimes when you're telling multiple pieces of information we might say This was what happened in the 1800s. This is what it was like mid-century. And then this is what happened at the turn of the millennium. Remember that the bigger the chop, the more emphasis you're going to add. So we could say the mayor getting elected was the greatest thing that could have happened to this city and that's gonna add a lot of emphasis. By practicing the techniques that we shared in this video, you're going to be communicating more effectively, you're gonna be gesturing with purpose and being more memorable for your audiences. Now, some of you might be thinking, are there some hand gestures that I should avoid doing? You betcha. And that's why we created an additional bonus PDF entitled, Talking With Your Hands, Seven Common Mistakes. You can get a copy of that PDF just below and see if there are any gestures that are holding you back. But before you go, we'd love to hear from you. What advice do you have on using gestures while on tour? We'd love to hear from you. Now, I would also love it if you took the time to share this video with somebody who you thought might appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here and I'll see you next time. Okay, well, here's a little sneak peek of something you don't want to do. I came across this um, thing basically called T-Rexing, and it's when people, I'll stand back here, you keep your arms in like this, and then you make gestures, but not moving your (laughs) your elbows. And what's funny is, no matter what you do, you look ridiculous. So under no circumstances should you ever keep your elbows attached in there. I I suppose unless you were actually playing a T-Rex or a Barney, I think Barney did a lot. Is he a T-Rex? I've got some Googling to do. Hey, everyone. To join the conversation in this episode's comments or to grab any of the PDF resources or links that we mentioned, visit beabetterguide.com forward slash podcast, and you'll find the show notes and links to everything. If you'd like to hear more from us, subscribe to our podcast using your favorite app or leave us a quick review. Every little bit helps. To join our ever-growing Be A Better Guide community and get exclusive access to online workshops, our latest training, and tons of free resources, get signed up at beabetterguide.com. Thanks for listening.